The following is a Breaks Media podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Extra Regular Podcast. I am Justice Brooks. I am Kyla, and we Can't are hear back. You. you better listen. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to. And we're back. <laughs> Start all the way over. No. Yes. No. You need to be up no. here. Yes. No. Yes. Let's continue. No, you want me? Extra regular podcast. Okay, I ain't cutting none of this. This Too much. I'm hungry. Hello, I want my gum. No, it's here. No. Yes. No. You ready? (laughs) Hey, hey, every. Going on. Just <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. I feel cock eyed. Why? Because I gotta look. So I'm just like. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. It's too much. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. You ready? I guess. <laughs> when we get. When we get. A stand, it'll be better because it'll hang in front of your mouth, and so you could just talk. I have put on two pairs of glasses. (laughs) Got these on because my eyes hurt. Now I gotta be cut, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Jesus Lord. Whole two minutes of gold right there. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Extra Regular Podcast. I am Justice Brooks. I'm Kyla. And the Extra Regular Podcast is a podcast where we discuss all things life and invite you in our, into on our journeys. <laughs> we open up the doors for our conversations as best friends, share some experiences, and be the support we all need on this journey called life. You can find us on all social media at the extra regular. That is at T H E E X T R A R E G U L A R. That is on the Twitter and on the Instagram. You can also send us an email to our email <laughs> at extra regular podcast at gmail.com. That is at uh, extra regular podcast at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail if you feel like calling us because we're not going to answer because we don't know your number. Um, at 816-265-1749. That's 816-265-1749. Um, so we are going to hop right into the show. Well, right after this music. All right, and we are back. So this week, we are going to um, skip the celebrity piece. We don't know if we're going to keep that in. We do want to find something funny and something light to start the show off with. So if anyone has some suggestions, go ahead and send us send us our way. Don't send us to us, but send the ideas <laughs> our way. <laughs> so um, in light of that, we're going to skip over that section and just head into the what's up section. Do you have anything? 
Skyla. Um. <laughs> let me think. <clears throat> I got something to tell you. I need you to scoot up to this mic. Oh my god. <laughs> Y'all know what? I'm tired of justice. She got this. That's what's up. She got me. So my eyes. Um, when what is it called? Astigmatism. Mm-hmm. I had an astigmatism. So I've been around a lot of bright lights. So I wear my glasses, and justice got me inside of the microphone right now. I can't. I don't know what to look at. So I. Um. What's up? What do I have? I got all the lights off in my room, though. But it don't even matter. And it's just sunlight. Whatever. What was I going to say? Oh, it is the holiday season. The holiday season is upon us. And I just wanted to um, reiterate or just mention that seasonal depression Mm -hmm. is a thing. I think I got a cold. Shut up. (laughs) Um... Seasonal depression is a thing, so I just wanted to make sure that you are checking on your loved ones, checking on yourself, um, making sure that you are um, not just sulking by yourself in the house, spending time with those that you have. Um, Thanksgiving was hard for me, so I just want to make sure that you guys are taking care of yourself and not being depressed by Uh yourself. Same here. Um, this this year, I lost like three people in four months, and um, that was that the that was a shitty time. Um, but also, this year is the first year that I don't I didn't have either one of my grandparents for my birthday or for Thanksgiving, and so um, I did. I stayed in my room for a while, um, Wednesday and Thursday. Until my mom called me and was like, uh, you need to come. And I was like, okay, whatever, I'm on my way. So, um, yeah, make sure you check on people and, um, love on them. Just let them know that you love them. Sometimes that's all they need to get up out the bed. I agree. Yeah. But I also want to talk about, um, two things. So if you watched our Wellness Wednesday for this week, Um, I talked a little bit about the holiday season and being around families and knowing your defense mechanisms around families. So I just want to uh, reiterate that, that we know family knows how to press our buttons more than anybody else. And we got some family members that are going to try us. Like, that's, that's what happens, unfortunately. So know your defense mechanism. Recognize when those things are popping up. And take yourself out of the situation and don't waste that kind of energy on someone or something. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah, that's it. Anywho, that's all I have to say about that. Um, So we are going to move right into our discussion. Do y'all remember what we talked about last week? Did we give them homework last week? Not last week, but the did. week before. What was it? Because I, I don't, don't remember. <laughs> oh, I hope you did it. Because I don't remember. Was it to w- read or watch it? I think. I don't know. Oh, well. Um, so, we are. Well, first of all, don't be giving assignments <laughs> if you can't even remember. Don't you hate that when the <laughs> teacher would give you an assignment and then not even ask about it? Or, you know. I actually did it on time. <laughs> 
I'm like, you gonna get this, and everybody like, no, don't say nothing because I didn't do it. Well, or you do it and it don't be worth no points. Like you gonna give me some extra credit, something. So I did not do. I did it on time. I didn't do it in the hallway. I did this at home. Uh, well, I'm one of those those teachers apparently. But we're going to continue our discussion on. <laughs> I can't stand Kyla. Like, <laughs> if somebody want her, come get her. <laughs> okay, I'm there. Okay, I'm done. I have a glass, some gla- a glass cleaner rag. So in much my purse, more. If you want to use it, um, uh huh. Better. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Alright, we're gonna try this again. Um the beginning of this episode is just gonna be full of outtakes. I don't even know if I'm gonna edit it out. We'll see. But um we are going to jump right back into our discussion. You can't have no candy. Be quiet! I was just looking to see. I ain't never seen no sour mamas before. No y'all get her. They come to tell. get you first. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> if y'all don't, I am <laughs> Mm. I'm gonna try to introduce this again. Okay. Go ahead. Just stay in your lane. I don't have a retort to that. Um, I've never been a great shit talker. <laughs> Me either. I think of stuff afterwards. Like, damn, I should have said this. And okay. It's like too late. Like you can right. call him back. Like, By the way, <laughs> I meant to say, uh, your mama. Um. <laughs> okay. Okay. Come on, yes, because I got a game to watch. Oh, my bad. So, Mm -hmm. we are going to continue our discussion of the book The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Um, I went to go see the movie. So, (laughs) finally. So, this week we are going to talk about the differences between the movie and the book and then possibly get into a little bit more of the character analysis. But I think we'll mainly this week focus on the the differences between the movie and the book. So, if you haven't seen the movie or read the book, stop listening and uh, go read or watch it. Um, And then come back and let us know how you feel about what we said or if you noticed some things that we didn't. So, do you want to go first, Kyla, or would you like for me to throw out one of the first differences that I noticed? You want me to? Okay, girl. (laughs) So, um, one of... One of the first things I've noticed is that Devontae was just not in the book. I mean, not in the movie at all. Well, he was in there for like two seconds. But other than that, we they just wrote him completely out. And I kind of get it for cinematic purposes. But y'all just left him out. Yes. And it changed the whole narrative. I mean, it... It has some of the same main points, but it took out, I think, a huge point. He just gonna give that role to somebody else. Like, they basically meshed Devontae and Seven mm-hmm. to be the same person, but they weren't. No. Like, two different backgrounds, two different everything. So, how how you gonna do that? Yeah. I wanna answer. Yeah. So, he was in there for two seconds at the beginning of when they were at the party, and Kenya was like... They're that girl talking to Devontae, and then he was gone. Like, (laughs) 
for Devontae. That could have gave another young man, another young black man, the the starring role. Oh. Yeah. And y'all just wrote him completely out. Yeah. Like, Kenya lost her little love interest. Like, it just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Chris lost his homie. Right. <laughs> they didn't play no video games. You know what I'm saying? Seven had to get beat up. Bad. Bad. That Mac yeah. didn't have no little mentor or mentee, I should say. Yeah, it was it was really messed up how they did that. I didn't like it. Mm-mm. Because. Uh-huh. It fucked shit up. Because. Uh-huh. I was gonna say something. <laughs> But then I went to talk out again. I forgot. Because I need you to talk into the microphone. Talk into these nuts. No. How about that? They don't have audio. Um, I think it just messed up the ending because when Seven got beat up, I feel like Mav, I don't know. I just feel like mm-hmm. it was just terrible mm-hmm. after that because it should have ended totally different. Um, I don't even remember what Mav did or did he... Did he find out? Initially? I don't think so. Not in the movie. We didn't. We didn't see him. Yeah. It just left a lot of loose ends. He was important. Very. He was important. Um. You got enough. You got one, or you want me to? Um. I'm trying to go in order, oh. but I'm not. So okay. Because I can't remember <laughs> in order. It's okay. Um. But when they were eating as a family at the restaurant, mm-hmm. and King and his homeboys pulled up, mm-hmm. and then they went outside and had the altercation, and Math got yes. hemmed up by the police. Yes, that that wasn't in the book like that. No, it wasn't at all. No, so I didn't like that either. They were in front of his store, right? Yeah, they were in front of his in the book. store. Yes. And, oh, that reminded me of the ending. But I didn't like how they did that because that could have went a different way. Like, they kind of just left that in the dark. You could have elaborated more on that since you added it. Right. But I didn't, I don't think I like the movie. I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was completely different. And I do think that a lot of it, like, it was no movie inter- interpretation of a book is completely the same and things are done for cinematic purposes. Um, but I think a pivotal point in that in the movie too, um, that was the time for them because if you remember, the officers figured out who Star was by her voice. Because she was, they were like, oh, that's the witness. Yeah, and I'm like, they, that's not going to happen in real life. Right. Because they're not only going to blow somebody's face out, they're going to change their voice if they don't want to know who people are. Um, it just, it wasn't, I know it's a movie, but it, it wasn't real, I feel like. It wasn't, mm-hmm. a lot of the things that happened in the movie would not occur in in real life. Yeah. And in my opinion, that's the point of a movie, to bring it to life, to make it, be something that you may notice or that you've seen before, but it just didn't do that for me. And I think, so, to go back and to kind of go in order, when we go back to Star and Khalil, um, and the the party portrayal was pretty 
spot on, I think, from from the book. Um, but then my problems arose in the car. Um, they gave... So, in the book, Star and Khalil, they're flirting in the car. Like, it's two old friends who used to like each other reminiscing in the car. In the movie, this happens, but they take it a step further and they uh, make Star and Khalil kiss. Um, seeing that coming from a mile away in the movie, uh, I again, I get it for cinematic purposes, but I kind of didn't like it. Why? Because I feel that for Star, I guess now that she shared that moment with Khalil in the movie there's a there's a deeper love for him than would have that may not have been there if they hadn't kissed. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I think it was I think it was present in the book. Yeah. Them kissing. I, I do that, so I that was know. there, but the kiss I think kissing is it's I don't know. Anywho. I just don't I mean I get it. That didn't really I don't know. That just it wasn't something that stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. But I I get what you're saying. I just it was like the dramatic differences that mm-hmm. didn't sit well. Yeah, and it made me not like the book. I mean, not like the, the movie. movie. So in the mo- in the book, Khalil does he open the door in the book, and then in the movie he just reaches in the window. Those were, do you? Yeah, he just yeah. reaches in the window to get his brush. Yes. Yes. And then, um, in the movie, or in the book, did they, did Star get handcuffed in the book? Yes. She did? Okay. I couldn't remember that when I was watching the movie. And I was like, I don't remember her being handcuffed. Um, but I do think, so I did notice a, it was very subtle in the movie where, um, after the officer shot Khalil, and he was like, where's the gun? Where's the gun? And he sees the brush and then they, they, they tried to make him sympathetic, I guess. Like it was, it was a very quick, very subtle. And he was like a brush and he was like, oh my God, like what have I done? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, I do think that this movie tries to do it, it. with especially with Uncle Carlos, they tried to do uh give us the police perspective of it, I guess, like the to make us sympathize. Yeah. I think the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um I think I think that's what Uncle Carlos's main role was mm-hmm. for to to give us that perspective that we don't always see in media. We always see the innocent officer but we don't and I mean I think some of us kind of think like what would I do in that situation Mm -hmm. but you really don't understand because we're not officers so I think he gave that perspective and he was sympathetic but also being in that role um it kind of made him think from both ends like as a police officer and as you know someone who's known this kid since he was little Mm -hmm. and I really appreciated that piece um Officers get a bad rep just from their job title alone. So, 
they automatically see that uniform or that badge and they already have this this thought towards you but at the end of the day you're you're human as well and I think a lot of times as a community we forget that piece mm-hmm. um the <laughs> police officers are supposed to protect the community and I think officers do do that um of course we do have those those bad apples who don't so I think it was really enlightening for them to share that piece um and I think a lot of times our emotions get in the way so we're like well if I was an officer I would have did this this and that but looking at it from that standpoint if you see someone reaching the car honestly what would you do based on your training so I, I really appreciated that that standpoint and I think in the book Carlos Uncle Carlos was more in the book he was more sympathetic but in the movie it made it seem like he was more I don't know he if he were to take sides it seemed like he was more on the opposite side yeah Yeah. and they now that you mention that in the movie they left out him getting suspended yeah for um punching or getting into a scuffle with another officer um which is also very important but again just staying along with uncle carlos they kind of leave out we kind of see the relationship that he has with star but in the book it's it's uh more prevalent i guess because while star's dad big mav was in jail uncle carlos uncle carlos uh, <laughs> Uncle Carlos was was like her dad. That was, he was the the man in her life, the daddy in her life, and so that caused a lot of tension between him and Math that we didn't see in the movie. I agree. And I think going. So if you were to only read the book and not go see the movie, or only see the movie and not read the book, I think you will leave whichever narrative you read or saw, I think you will leave with a different perspective, a different mm-hmm. um, just thought processes altogether on the movie. Um, in the movie, I cried the entire time from beginning Did you? to end. Um, I've seen, I just, I think it hit me more, um, you know, we see these things in the news all the time. I, I know people who have been murdered by cops but to just see that narrative play out in front of you from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to the end, it's like, okay, we have these advocacy groups. We have these people speaking out. We have these these people coming together. But at the end of the day, what can you truly do to make a difference? And you can't, you can't stop every officer from pulling out a gun and shooting an innocent black person. You can't. So it's like, what do I do? And I think that's why it touched me more is because I can't, I don't feel like there's anything I can specifically do to stop it altogether. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. Yeah. I agree. Um, do you have another, another um, difference? Yeah. So <laughs> when Chris and Star. Mm-hmm. When they were going to the area that they had the riots in, mm-hmm. um, Chris left with Kenya and Lyric. Lyric. So that was totally different and it was dumb. Mm-hmm. 
(laughs) (laughs) I say it was done because in the book, Chris being a Caucasian person, um, his family being wealthy, him not living in poverty, so to say, him not being African-American, not understanding the struggles, um, that took away from that piece. And I didn't like it. You know what? Now that I'm thinking and thinking back to the book, so Chris, so in the book, Chris is driving. He's in this range in his car. Mm -hmm. But in the book, they were in Seven's car, right? Mm -hmm. See? Yeah, so that that took away that, that moment where you have someone from the outside looking in, being able to fully grasp what it is that we go through not you know they can't fully understand like oh i've been through this but they get to see that these are the things that we go through as Mm -hmm. african-americans living in urban areas it took away from that narrative and i felt like that was one of the the main well not one of the main but that was a highlight in the book so yeah 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 they totally stole that they did and it makes sense that they made him drive because then he could leave with them. If he would have been in Seven's yes. car, he just would have been, quote unquote, stuck down there. And they would have had to play that out. And I, I feel like that, that will stir up more emotions for those who didn't read the book. It's because, like, well, see, they never know what we go through. Or they don't mm-hmm. get that full understanding. <sighs> yeah, I didn't like that part. <laughs> um... I also think that the um, issue of the condom between Star and Chris, that was over way faster in the movie than it was in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that's a big difference, but that just made me think of uh, them and their relationship and how quickly... Like, in the book, it went on for a couple a chapter or two. Um, and in the movie, it was like, oh, here's Chris. We met at Chris. Oh, now we love Chris. Like, (laughs) it was, it was really quick. Um, I'm trying to, Khalil, to go back to Khalil, um, Khalil and his mom. So once we, we're jumping all over the place and we apologize for that. Uh, so Khalil's relationship with his mom and King. So if you haven't read the book, um, Khalil's Khalil's mom um, was an an addict, and Khalil was um, selling drugs to get money for his family to keep his family afloat. At Khalil's funeral, um, not Khalil's mom, Seven's mom. At Khalil's funeral in the book. The um, King Lords place a bandana on Khalil's coffin to signify that he was a member of the gang, um, which also in turn um, gives fuel to the media to say that he was a drug dealer and a gang, gang, gang banger. Gangster. <laughs> Gangster. Gangster. <laughs> Um, and then in the movie, we don't see that. So the King Lords do come in and they don't, they don't specifically interrupt the funeral. They just kind of stay in the back, but they do make their presence known. But the only interruption we really see in the movie is Seven's mom being 
ignorant. <laughs> Kyla's rolling her eyes. <laughs> yeah, I think that took took out um, some of the think pieces from the movie as well because we know that gang involvement um, was present mm-hmm. because of Mab and King and hearing their history in the book mm-hmm. or in the movie. But in the book, it was a lot more deeper than what it was on the movie. Um, what was the other one? Garden Heights? Oh, I found it. That's <laughs> what I was flipping. So you got the King Lords and the Garden Disciples. Right, talking about that. Okay. <laughs> so the I called them Disciples. the Garden Boys from Roll Bounce earlier. <laughs> the Garden Disciples and the King Lords. Um, in the book, it talked about the separation, territory... Typical gang stuff, but um, Mav also, there was also a point in the book where Mav brought the gangs together to look at the bigger picture of what is going on in their community, and in the end of the book, mm-hmm. um, it was it was unity, so it, it portrayed there. what it would look like for a community to come together and, and um just squash all of the unnecessary beef mm-hmm. that takes place. And in the movie, it really wasn't a lot of focus on that. I think at the end of the movie, you saw one of the, what are they called? Garden Disciples and King Lords. They tied their bandana. So that was a symbolism of unity. But that was the first time we heard about a Garden Disciple in the movie. Right. So that was, <laughs> that kind of took away some of, some of that. And I get a movie is only... So long and you can't go into detail. Yeah. But I think that was one of one of the I think it should have been present a little earlier mm-hmm. in the movie at some point, some way, somehow. Some way, somehow. Also, when we talk about the gang, so there was a point um where King had the Mav Mavenim's house <laughs> attacked. And so the family took refuge at Uncle Carlos's house. Uncle Carlos, Uncle Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> he lived in um, closer to Star School, so it was about forty-five minutes away. And um, in the movie, Mav leaves them at Carlos's house and heads back home. And then Seven hops in the car with him and heads back home. Like Kayla said in the movie, that's not what happened. Um, Mav went back, but he had King Lords there. Like, I remember, right? There were King Lords helping protect the house, mm-hmm. right? That's what, yeah. Yeah. The, whoever were great. The King Lords. Yeah. That's who he was a part of, or he, yeah. was, he used to be a part of, was the King Lords. Right? Yeah. But I think in the book... So I feel like she made them breakfast. She did. Okay. That was in the movie, but the gang members... They were not there. They were not there. Well, it... it There were a few, but they didn't say who they were. I only yeah. knew because of the book. Um, but do you remember... So we had the distinctive Garden Disciples and the King Lords, mm-hmm. but there was some other little gang that they mentioned in the book. And it was, like, a part of the Garden Disciples. Oh, like they had a little subset yeah. of it. I do remember. Yeah. Like it's the East Side Garden Boys. Yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what, what my point was, but 
Yeah. They were like a different a shade of yes. gray yes. or something. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Were yeah. The Heather, Heather gray. <laughs> Charcoal gray. Yes, I remember that. I just wanted to make sure I didn't make that up. No, you didn't. I do remember that. Also the they just totally took out of the book number one them staying at Uncle Carlos's house, uh, Uncle Carlos and wife. I don't remember her name, um, but like the family actually moved there and stayed there for a while, um, and then the family Star's family actually moved to a new home. Like yeah. they moved out of Garden Heights and they didn't move in the book. Yeah. <laughs> that that was different. I think I liked that part, though. Yeah, I don't mind it. It was just completely, completely different. Completely different. Um, I think that... I'll be trying to get to the root of all things. So I think <laughs> that part showed the importance of feeding your community. Right. And not just leaving and, you know, leaving those issues behind and mm-hmm. you starting your new life. But feeding your community... Um, literally and figuratively, right? He had the grocery store, right? Um, I mean, I was mad at it. It was yes. just, I was like, mm, just I was different. mad at the book, like, really? Y'all just, <laughs> just gonna leave? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. We're just touching on the the really big themes that um we seen. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Haley in a uh, mm. star mm-hmm. and um. The other girl? What was her name? Haley Starr and her Dang. name. Dang. Dang. Hundemann. That was her name. What was her name? Maya. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Bray. Yes, Bray. <laughs> um, that whole... First of all, the little girl that played um, Haley, great job of being a bitch because you did it. Oh, she's about to get these pants. You did I think everybody wanted to fight you. So, uh, kudos to you. Um, <laughs> but the, um, the fight, do you want to talk about that? Since that was your favorite part in the book? Excuse me? I thought it was over-dramatized. Like, in the book? Oh, in the book. Yeah. Oh, in the book. <laughs> so, Haley, what did she say? Something along the lines of... He deserved it. He deserved it, it. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um for being a gangbanger, selling drugs, whatever. He deserved it. And um, my homegirl, Star, <laughs> she properly delivered those hands. And yeah. then Seven and Haley's older brother got into it as well. Mm-hmm. In um, the book. Yeah, in the book, y'all. In the book. Um, so, I mean, I don't condone violence. Ouch. I don't condone <laughs> violence. Howsoever. She deserved. Because it wasn't just that. Haley had been making little smart comments the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like when they were playing basketball and Star was moving too slow and she said, act like it's fried chicken. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, so, you know, it had been just mm-hmm. building up and sometimes, 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 <laughs> sometimes you just have to mm, be the bitch ass. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So in the movie, they turned it into um, Haley said that Star got mad. Um, Haley had a hairbrush, uh, a non melanated hairbrush, 
and we all know what black people hairbrushes look like and it wasn't one of those um in her backpack and Star pulled it out and started yelling, get on the ground, get on the ground. Or does this look like a weapon to you? Or whatever. Um, And she didn't fight her. Which I have my own reservations about that. I don't think a black girl beating up a white girl on screen would have went over well. So that's why they didn't do it. Um, But in the book, it was great. (laughs) (laughs) So that that was something else that was... That was yeah, I don't think different. Haley fully earned, like she was scared and she was crying, but mm-hmm. she didn't. I don't think she she no. took what she was supposed to because she probably gonna say some more slick shit the next day. Right? Had she um, accidentally ran into Star's hand, I think the message would have been delivered a lot clearer. Because I think in the book, in the book, oh, and I turned right to a page four hundred and thirty-two in the regular book. It says that. Um, Haley texted Star and said that she was sorry. Um, and Star says, for, sorry for what? And Haley says, about the decision and that you're upset with me having been myself lately. Just want everything to be how it used to be. And it ain't no coming back from that for me. And first of all, if you want to apologize to me, don't text me. Like, if you Word. were genuine, you could have came to me. And talk to me, especially if we were best friends. Wait. So, bye, little boy. To your mama. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you can think of Um. before we go to the ending? Because that was the biggest difference. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, what about Mr. Lewis? The barbershop guy. Well, outside of the, um, ending um in the book he he told on tv that king was the cause of all the issues in the community mm-hmm. um and he was just an overall asshole to everybody especially to mad like his, his attitude just had a nasty attitude yeah he did in the in the movie um he that attitude wasn't conveyed in the movie. No. And, um, those are the only differences I can think yeah. of before the ending. Didn't he get beat up by King's people, too? Yes, he sure did. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. That was left out. I forgot why. Oh, oh because of telling. Oh, okay. See, that's not real. No, nah, he'll be dead. Real, yeah. He'll be dead. Yeah. He'll be dead. Just like if. Like in like we were talking about earlier in the movie, if Mav would have found out that King beat up Seven, like, Dundee. shoot him up, bang bang. Dundee. That's it. That's it. Did we talk about? I don't. Um, probably not. I don't remember the girl's name in the book. King. Issa's character. Oh, Miss Oprah. Yeah, I was about to call her Oprah. Oprah. Yes, Oprah. Um, what did you think about her? Her, her character in the book? Um, first of all, it's hard for me to see Issa not as Issa. Um, so, there was that. Um, but she did a good job. She did a great job. It was just an, an adjustment for, for me. Um, I think that... 
it was kind of it was it was a pretty accurate portrayal from the book except in the end when um she handed her the microphone because she did, that in the book. she did it in the book, but there was some preface to it as I can't be your lawyer, but use your voice, blah, 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 blah. But other than that, um, I think that it was pretty accurate. Yeah. What about you? Um, I, overall, I, I like the character. I feel like advocates are, it's a real thing. They're present mm -hmm. um, when situations like this happen. Only thing I didn't like, and it was in the book and in the movie, I didn't like that she she went and talked during the funeral. Um, mm. I just didn't like that. And that's just me being picky. But mm -hmm. I just, I didn't like that part. But her... Her presence and her motives were were true, and I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. That reminded me of um, Khalil's grandma. Um, I really cried when I seen grandma, because I done seen all types every of grandmas. grandmas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was good that they, they included her in the movie. Um, they didn't play up her... I think they may have been able to give a little bit more backstory as to why uh, Star was so close to the grandma and giving their relationship a little bit more depth um, because that was important. And um, in the end, when she was cleaning up Khalil's room and told Star to go get what she wants and she found the wand, that did touch my heart. Cried again. Just a little bit. I didn't cry to the very, very end. I cried to the very, very end. <laughs> but, um... Oh! And they completely... Not completely, but, like, almost completely left out Natasha. In the movie? In the movie. Yeah. yeah. They even showed They showed it, but... I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't in there like I needed it to be. Or maybe it was and I just didn't like it. Okay. Maybe I just didn't like it. Same thing. I didn't like a lot of things. But, um, I don't know. I don't, I, I think by that time, I think by the time they showed it for me, it was, maybe it was just too late in the movie. Like, I don't know. But I digress. We're going to... Do you have anything else before we hit hit the end? Um. <laughs> um you know what? Wait. I was thinking we never even... So the hate you give, we mm -hmm. never even talked about how the book got the title. Like, we never talked about that Tupac quote or his tattoo. Which encouraged the yeah. Ending. And I was like, mm, we probably should talk about that. I mean, let's talk a, about that after, after, after. I mean, it's a it's a good segue to the ending, I think. You don't think so? We can talk about it after. No, I mean, I think it's a good idea, but <laughs> no, I don't. Because <laughs> I had questions to elaborate. Oh, okay, I wanna, okay. You know. 
Well, we'll just go to the ending. So the ending of the... I'll talk about the ending of the movie because the ending of the book, I had to ask Kyla what happened again because I didn't remember. <laughs> if you would have seen my face, I would have said, what happened to the book? <laughs> no, the ending of the of the movie is totally different from the ending of the book. So the ending of the movie, the baby Sakani, so what happens is they, um, the store gets set on fire and um, Seven and Star are stuck in the store. Uh, King sets the store on fire. They throw a, um, one of those Butterfly. yeah, inside of there and sets the store on fire. And so the Mr. Lewis and another local business person are trying to get them out. The door is locked. Matt pulls up to save the day, unlocks the door, gets them out, and lo and behold, there is King across the street. Um, and so Mav is an angry dad, uh, and goes after King. He reaches to pull out his gun. No gun. And then you hear, what did he say? Some, stay away from my daddy. Leave my daddy alone. Yeah, leave my daddy alone. And there is little Sakani with the gun aiming at King. That is where I cried. That is what is what got me. So um, he's just doing what he what, what he sees, what he's learned, and um, he's trying to protect his family. And ultimately, Star steps in front of the the in front of Sakai. The officers pull up and shoot the gun. I'm doing a terrible job explaining this. <laughs> So, so Connie's pointing the gun at King, and everybody's trying to talk him down. Officers pull up because, of course, the store's on fire. But then they see a child with a gun, a little baby black boy with a gun. And so these niggas pull their guns on this baby. Like, they're going to shoot the baby with the gun. And so then Thor steps in front of Sakani and says, enough is enough. She has her hands up, hands up. Everybody else puts their hands up. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. And then the white men put their guns down and they get the gun from Sakani. The end. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what happened. Um, (laughs) So I probably was already crying and continued to cry (laughs) during that part. In the book. In the book. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so, Star, Star, Starlight, Star, Seven, and Devontae were, they were in the middle of the riots, they were throwing the smoke bombs, for lack of proper knowledge of what it's called, (laughs) they were throwing the smoke things, and, um, (laughs) there was a news reporter in the back of a so a truck drove by that had the King Lords and they were picking up people, taking them to safety so they could see and get milk and whatnot for their eyes. So Star, Devante, and Seven rode in the back of the truck and they went to the store. Mm-hmm. They had a key to get in the store, so they went in. Mm-hmm. Devante was still beat up pretty bad from when King had beat him up. Mm-hmm. Um, they got milk for their eyes and 
were trying to get their life in order. Um, Star, I think, was going to call her mom and let them know they were at the store when the store caught on fire. And they ran to the back, couldn't get out. So that part was similar. Uh, Mr. Lewis and another guy helped get them out of the store. King and uh, what was her mom's name? Mama. Okay. King and Mama. Regina. King and King and the mom came and picked the the kids up, and I believe Chris was with them as well. Actually, I forgot about Mister Chris, but he came to pick them all up. He was. And okay. um, I don't remember. I think I think that was it. Yeah, so then um, the police came came and somebody says, I know who started the fire. And then the people in the neighborhood is like, King did it. And they all tell on him, I saw him. I saw him too. It was him. So did I. He did it. Um, And then King tries to get away. The officers tackle him and his voice to the ground. They get him for arson. And then, um, Devontae says he wants to tell on King so he can go to jail and stay in jail. And that's it. Right? Yep, that's it. And then it went to the end where they moved moved to the new neighborhood and then they rebuilt the store. Uh, Mr. Lewis the barbershop owner that was mm-hmm. next to him, um, he was retiring, so he allowed King to have the store so King could rebuild in the the barbershop and not have to worry about paying to rebuild and whatnot. And, yeah, so that was King. Well, the whole family's way of still contributing to the community they grew up in, but not living there because it's too much of a liability. Yes. Yes. That's the difference. But the way I was saying that the movie ending may lead into the um, Tupac meeting is Sakani. He's not an infant, but um, yeah. So, thug life. In the, I don't know why I remember specifically on page 17 in the book, (laughs) um, What's his name? Khalil was listening to a Tupac song and Star basically was saying like um, it's 2017 can you listen to something newer? He explained why he continued to listen to Tupac and that's when he mentioned the Thug Life tattoo that Tupac had and it stands for the hate you give little infants fucks everybody. So he explained that to her I don't think even with the explanation I don't think Star fully understood until going through everything she went through, mm-hmm. it clicked for her. Um, but I think that was an excellent. She not here. Allison. Mm-hmm. Oh, time to go. I think that was an excellent <laughs> um, title to give it, especially with the movie's ending. Mm-hmm. Um, it just goes to show, well the whole movie all together but the ending um, it shows that whatever it is that you pour into these kids whatever it is that they see they hear um, they remember all of that and they may not act on it as a child but when they get older they remember those things and it comes back and it reminds me of not addressing issues that you go through as a kid 
um, that you don't know her issues until you become an adult. And you're like, damn, I'm, I'm not, I didn't heal from whatever happened. And now it's showing in my, my adulthood. So mm-hmm. um, just showing that what we, the tools that we provide our children with is going to follow them throughout the rest of their life. So be careful and be mindful of that. Amen. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I really like the title. I mean, like that explanation. I'm glad that that was in there. Uh Um, overall, you know, I didn't like the movie because I read the book first. Usually, I don't do that. Um, I'll just watch one or the other so I'll watch a movie or I'll read the book but I kind of like reading it because it gave me books will always give you more detail than a movie right but um yes I don't think I didn't like I just didn't like that some of the things weren't in the movie that I felt like should have been I think it was a great I don't even know if that's the word to use in a movie like this but it was a great depiction of what goes on in the world mm-hmm. and I feel like everybody needs to go see it I feel like kids specifically especially those who don't live in these types of environments Uh so they can understand what goes on and what their peers are going through so they can better um i don't even know so they can begin to understand or a better understanding and be more i guess sympathetic Mm -hmm. empathetic I was going to look those different word differences up when we got done. Cause I Empathetic is feeling, feeling it. it. Yeah. Sympathetic is it's just sympathizing. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I was using them interchangeably and I was like, they probably don't mean the same exact thing. But I do think, again, I do think it was a, a it was a glance at reality to people whose reality it's not. So when I went to go see the movie, I was the only person of color in the movie theater and I thought that was great yeah, that's wonderful. um so there's that and um like you said I, I think it's a it was a good movie of course we know that the book and the movies aren't going to be exactly the same and some things have to be done for cinematic purposes but I do think that they did a good job and they did Miss Thomas justice with this book yeah do you have anything else? Um, I just wanted to ask you, which character do you feel like you relate the most to and why? Um, that is a good question. I don't have the answer to it either. <laughs> I just wanted to know. So here's what we'll do. This will be the homework and I'll really remember this. So if, you, if you're listening and you have a character that you relate to the most, go ahead and let us know who it is. And then by the time we record next time, we will have our answers for you. Yeah? Does that work? Yeah. Are you gonna let me type this? <laughs> I'm gonna remember. Homework. And then I'm gonna make it a Twitter poll. So then I'll really remember. Yeah? Cool. Okay. Um any other questions that I might have the answer to right now? <laughs> um let me see. Did you or have you experienced anything that was portrayed in either the book? Or the the movie, like any of those events, have you personally experienced those, and how did you um, get through it? Um, 
nothing like Star as far as being in there in the moment with someone got killed. I don't think I would ever get over that. Mm-hmm. Like never, ever. I'm not over Star seeing them <laughs> killed. So um, no, I I haven't. There are other aspects again. This book has so many layers. The familiar aspects and the relationships and things that people have are things that I've seen uh, working with people um, and some, again, experienced myself. But I think that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother show. Okay, thank you. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) So we can talk about that next show. So next show, we'll talk about um, real life experiences. And then we'll also talk about which characters we relate to the most. And then we can explore those those relationships with those characters. Yes, it sounds like a plan. And then we'll leave y'all alone with the hate you give. The three-part series. Yes. (laughs) So that has been it. This has been another episode of the Extra Regular Podcast. I am Justice Brooks. Do I do that at the end? (laughs) I'm Kyla. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Do I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can... You can find us on all social media at The Extra Regular. That is at T-H-E-E-X-T-R-A-R-E-G-U-L-A-R. That is on the Twitter and on the Instagram. If you want to email us, you can email us at extraregularpodcast at gmail.com. Or um, you can send us a voicemail to whatever the number was I gave you in the beginning, which mm. was 816-265-1749. That's 816-265-1749. Our website will be back up in the beginning of January, and we hope y'all are ready for it, because we're ready for it, even though I haven't started redesigning yet. All right. That's it. Bye, y'all. Bye.